Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Wednesday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. The Lakers drop the season opener, not the preseason one, the actual season opener, 121-114 at Staples Center to the Golden State Warriors. They are now 0-4, Andy, in the LeBron James era in season openers. Is there anything that people should worry about? Russell Westbrook didn't look good. We'll talk about it next. You are Locked On Lakers, your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. want to thank everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day. Uh, I, I hope you were able to uh, to go to sleep last night. If you're a Lakers fan, not particularly freaked out by by what happened. So you're waking up with this podcast as opposed to something else. Uh, it was not, Andy, a great start for the Lakers on Tuesday night in the opener against the Warriors. 114 or 121-114, the final score. Um LeBron looked great. AD looked great. But if you are one of those people who is more suited to worry, you got the whole checklist of of, of stuff from two Yeah, it, it was really interesting. And Westbrook is going to uh, be his own conversation point later. But just to set yes. the table, he had a pretty brutal debut, eight points on 4-13 shooting, missed all four of the threes that he tried, um, had four turnovers against his four assists, and – Minus 23 in 35 minutes, and I thought... As Which is the, kind of hard to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's arguably the most impressive thing that he did during this game. Um, and I thought over the course of this game, Westbrook actually grew more visibly uncomfortable. Uh, a lot of theories about how that happened. We'll get into that. What I thought, though, was really interesting about the game, Brian, is just the idea that it was confirmation bias, uh, getting a little bit into what you were saying, with concerns and I think some optimism that people had heading into this season, there was a lot that shook out sort of as predicted in this game. Well, to some degree, like the guys have been telling us in, you know, the guys on the team, the actual Lakers players have been telling us what was coming. I don't know. I don't mean it in a way that they don't think they're going to win games, that they can't win games, that they shouldn't win games. But the idea that this is going to be a work in progress is something that they have emphasized throughout the, the, the preseason. And, you know, to your point, Andy, trying to figure out what was, what is, what is kind of meaningful from, from uh, Tuesday's opener. And, you know, reminding people that, look, they lost to the Clippers two years ago in the opener. People were really upset about it, a little bit panicky about it. And then they basically didn't lose again for another six weeks. They lost last year in the opener and were, I think, went 21 and five after that until the wheels fell off with injuries and stuff like that. So, you know, obviously one game isn't necessarily the be all and end all here. But, yeah, I mean, there were some like legitimate things that you could look at defensively. There were some god-awful moments. They gave oh, up 68 look. points in the second half. 68 oh, yeah. points. I mean, we, we've spent a lot of time talking about how this roster, at least on paper and maybe in actuality, is going to be a massive test uh, of Frank Vogel in terms of the idea that he is that good of a system guy, that good of a communicator, that it doesn't matter the players that he has. He can make a defense work, granted, this was difficult to do with the guys they've had in and out of the lineup. 
But, um, you know, it, it's saying something that uh, Avery Bradley ended up being inserted into the game with about five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Nobody saw this coming, including, by the way, Avery Bradley. Yeah. He played about eight minutes overall. But Frank Vogel said before the game, you know, he was asked about Bradley's availability and he said he is available. I don't think he's going to play, right? but, but he's speaks, available. Right. And it speaks to just the idea of looking for something defensively because, you know, Frank Vogel loved, loved Avery Bradley's defense the, the year that he was with the Lakers. You know, he talked a lot about in, in the preseason open competition and having not made up his mind who was going to be in the starting five. It was incredibly obvious from about 20 minutes into the preseason that Avery Bradley was going to be one of those dudes. But yep. before we even get in some of the other trouble areas, I'm even talking about confirmation bias with the things that you thought could actually be good. Yeah. And, and, and hold, on, hold on to that though, just because I don't want to ping okay. pong too much back and forth, but you, it's important to point that out. There was a lot of stuff in here as well that people could look at and say, all right, I got, you know, I could see where this is going. And once it's put together in a way where you have the lineup intact, Kendrick Nunn didn't play tonight. THT and Trevor Reza obviously out um, and, and things like that. You know, Wayne Ellington unavailable as well. Um, it wasn't all bad. It wasn't like, uh, you know, a, a train wreck in that way. But sticking with some of the stuff that, that didn't work here for a second, you know, defensively, there were concerns about Carmelo Anthony. Can you get by with big minutes for Melo? Melo played 26 minutes tonight and struggled, I think it's fair to say, defensively, despite the fact that he was playing most of those minutes with either LeBron or AD or both. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, So they were protecting him as much as possible. Malik Monk had a burly night, I thought, <laughs> defensively. It's really ironic, actually. The, the best moment for either one of those guys defensively came together. They got back on a four-on-two break, the, the Lakers giving up the numbers, and they managed to disrupt it, break it up, and the Lakers ended up scoring on, on the other end. And it was just emblematic of... Very little to look for from those guys defensively. Like they both used up their moment together. Right. It was a shame. It was it was, in, it was inefficient. You yeah. only have one crack at this thing, and they mm-hmm. and they and they used it up. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. overall the 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 final shooting line for the Lakers was you know, they finished fifteen of forty two from three point range, um, which is about thirty six percent, which was fine. That that's not going to hurt them over the course of the season. But it's a little misleading. Anthony Davis hit a kind of a meaningless desperation three, like a 360 pirouetting sort of deal um, it, it late in the yeah, fourth. And then yeah. Malik Monk hit a basically what amounted to a buzzer beating three uh, to uh, close the gap to seven. He should have taken a 10 pointer there, Andy. It would have been much more effective. Uh, rock and jock style. Um, so overall, they did not shoot the ball well from three point range. The free throw shooting continued to be a problem. The Lakers were nine of nineteen from from free throw from the free throw line, as we've discussed last year. <laughs> Frequently, you can be bad from three point range. You can be bad from the free throw line. You can't do both. Okay, <laughs> I'm just going to ask formula. the question. Uh, AD two of seven from the line. Uh, What's up? This question. Yeah, the hell, man. Dwight went <laughs> I mean, three of four for God's sakes. Well, just I mean, Anthony Davis has been a really good free throw shooter for the overwhelming majority of his career, and as much as you know, I've made the point that AD has this reputation as a floor spreader that I just don't think is really deserved. Like he he looks the part more than he actually is. 
He's the ball looks nice out of his hands from yeah. three point range. He is legitimately though good at shooting free throws, or has has shown evidence of that. I don't know what's going on. Up until on. last he year, he was yeah. an eighty something percent guy, yeah. and you know, and and look, and, and look, he is a, an AD is a floor spreader, and he showed it tonight. Davis, I thought, other than the the free throw shooting, looked great. And you know, as we sort of, we can sort of change the subject here in a second, but like, um, he is a legitimate floor spacer in the sense that. I have no problem with him using his size advantage. He did it uh, against uh, Draymond Green a lot on Tuesday. He did it. He just tortured Juan Toscano Anderson doing this. You know, just rising up and taking a a mid range jumper. Sure. Yes, that nobody can block, and he's very yes. smooth with it. It's very efficient, and he takes it with confidence, which is it's that is a floor spacing activity. Um, and if you're looking for positive stuff, I thought the way AD came out 15 to 26, 33 points, 11 rebounds, two assists, two blocks, he was assertive. He was, you know, if anything, a little bit too assertive, try to, you know, throw lobs to Dwight and, and DeAndre Jordan a couple times. It's like, maybe we don't need as much of that, but putting the ball on the floor, um, playing physically, I thought, um, you know, generally speaking on both sides of the ball. Um, can, I thought he continued that the 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 approach and the the look that he had in the preseason, which was really encouraging. Like there was a lot to like there. Um, and, and LeBron, LeBron looked like LeBron. LeBron was incredible. Um, Thirty four points, eleven rebounds, five assists, uh, a steal, a block. Honestly, I, I actually I was a little worried that he was doing too much defensively. His backside, you know, weak side help was incredible. He he bailed the Lakers out a bunch of times. Uh, defensively, um, you know, so there was a, a lot to like there. And next, let's talk about sort of the 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 the, the team stuff before we get to Russ, because you know Russ really is his own conversation. You know, the defense was a struggle, the shooting was a struggle, all that stuff. But there was, like you say, Andy, a lot of good things to point to where you could say, "Oh yeah, I see why this could work," and we'll talk about it next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Sweatblock. There are a few things in life just not fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. Like when you are sweating through your shirts for no reason whatsoever, it's embarrassing. Like, am I going to have to play Avery Bradley in this game type of sweating? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't blame Frank Vogel for worrying about that. And, you know, I don't want to have to worry about it either. And that's why I use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Stronger, more effective, the most clinical antiperspirants. You just apply it at night before bedtime. Next morning, you wake up, you wash, you go about your day without having to worry about sweat once or twice a week. You can use it, stay dry the whole time, guaranteed your money back. So there's no more pit stains, no more picking out your wardrobe based on what hides the sweat better. And I'll put it to you this way. If you know of a sweat solution, another one that is doctor created, doctor recommended, featured on Rachel Ray's show, tested by firefighters, I'm open to this, but since it doesn't exist, check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com using the promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Yeah, it, it's so hard to tell too, you know, what... Yeah, the, the defensively, the Lakers had combinations of players out there that I are not likely to play with you know with each other with a full complement of players. You're not going to see Rondo and Westbrook in a, in a backcourt together very often. I think Rondo, Westbrook, and Mello were all on the floor um, for for like that is not a recipe for a good defense. Who says Vogel doesn't have a spirit of YOLO? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, so there were just there were certain combinations that we saw on Tuesday that are that are not going to happen ideally. That said, you know, and and Golden State, I think, exposed the things you know specifically the Lakers you would expect to be bad at in terms of um, 
rotations, backside thing, because they move a ton. They pass a ton. They are, you know, constantly doing that stuff. And they're, they, that requires extra rotations and more communication and all that stuff. And the Lakers aren't there yet. Whether they get there or not, I don't know. But they're certainly not there now. No, absolutely not. They don't they don't have that synergy going. They didn't have the continuity I think that they really needed in the preseason to, you know, sort of punch above their weight in terms of what you would expect for this team and, and some of the skepticism that's been out there defensively. Skepticism that by the way is very much earned and understandable. I will say this though, in terms of looking for things that were promising defensively with this mm-hmm. team, I thought Ken Bazemore did a terrific job. Shadowing yes. Steph Curry. Um, he did a really good job making him work. He was really active. Steph had a 21, 10, and 10 triple double, but he was five of 21 from the field, two of eight from th- uh, three point range, turned the ball over four times. And it was not all Kent Bazemore, obviously. But a lot of it was. No, he he played a he played a very straight. He did what you would need yeah. Baysmore to be doing. Is plus ten. Thirty one minutes. He was a plus ten. Um, again, plus minus in individual games is a, just, can this, be a misleading statistic. But when your team loses by seven and you play thirty one minutes, and he and he only accounted for eight points. It's not like he was pouring stuff in himself. And you're a plus ten. You are likely having a strong impact on that side of the ball. It's interesting too to say this about somebody like Steph Curry, who is you know as difficult a guy to cover in the entire league and one of the best and most unique scorers you're ever going to see. He's actually, I think, a pretty good matchup for Bazemore. I mean, beyond the fact that Bazemore, I'm sure, is really familiar with him from having covered him so much in practices with Golden State. Like you know, size wise, he actually can be a little bit more imposing on Curry than he might be against some of the wings that I think over the course of the season you're going to be looking for from Bazemore. And he's just – he's so energetic when he's out there. And he's one of those guys that is totally cool with never stopping moving. Like he's got some KCP in him that way. Yeah. And I will say this. This is something that occurred to me during the game because, you know, the Lakers really are going to be rel- – they don't want LeBron to have to do this. So, you you know, certainly don't want LeBron to have to do it. And – um you know, you you are in a position where Bazemore is often going to be that guy because he is very versatile defensively. He can guard guards like he did with Curry. He can guard wings where he's going to be guarding the best player on the other team frequently. Mm-hmm. They also want him to shoot 40% from three-point range. Those are difficult things to do at once. You know, you use a lot of leg um, running around defending the best player on the other team. Now, they don't want – and Bazemore, we talked to Sam Fendiari and Andy Liu uh, over the course of the season, our scouting report for Bazemore, and they were like, he's going to do two things every game, have two or three possessions where you're like, what the F was that? And they were definitely there um, on Tuesday. But, you know, that, so if you can limit all the other stuff, you know, hopefully it's catch and shoot and whatever. But it is a, it is a tall order to both be a great shooter – and chase the, the and other guys around defensively. But there's that's a reason the role they need him to play. There's a reason that Mikhail Bridges got $90 million from the Suns, you know, with with an owner that is loath to spend if he can avoid doing it. Yes. <laughs> a, a, a guy who is that good on both the three and D end of that equation yep. is going to get himself paid. And and about $22 million worth. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and Baysmore is not at that level of Mikhail Bru. I mean, he's one of the best in the league at doing this sort of thing. But just being able to do both of them, you know, 
reasonably well on a regular basis against good competition. We've right. talked about this before a lot, Brian. Like Kent Bazemore, I don't think is the fourth best player on this team, but fourth he is important. the fourth. Yeah. yeah, he's the fourth most important. And so, you know, l- let's look at some other positive things, and what maybe we'll wrap up with Russ because he really does deserve his own segment here. Um, the there were stretches. The score doesn't indicate it, and certainly the way the game got away from them in the second half doesn't it. But Lakers pushed the lead out to 10 a couple times in the second half, I believe. Um, and the way they did it reminded me not of Golden State at their heyday in the sense that it was boom, three, boom, three, but like all of a sudden, but it was fast. It was like, it was a two point lead. Now it's a 10 point lead. And it happened in like 40 seconds. And the way that it happened was stop, push, score, force a turnover, score, like where they could get stops and moving up the floor quickly. They did it very well. I thought early in the game in terms of playing at that pace that Vogel and the group generally has talked about trying to play at. Um, and in those moments where it worked, even in the second half, you got a sense, or at least I did, Andy, of like, oh, okay, like they could have two or three or four minute stretches where the offense is overwhelming, particularly if it comes in combination with good defense. Look, man, th- this team can attack the rim so well and create so much pressure that way. They are really physically imposing. You know, if, if you look at them on balance from top to bottom, they're really athletic. I mean, especially their their three best players are three of the more athletic players in this well, for, league for, the, for for a senior Olympics, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you put for them the out over fifty five league, dude. You put them out there in the speed walking, like nobody <laughs> can touch those guys. I mean, side note, our dad. Yes, medalist. He yes, yes, he is. So kudos to, uh, to I'll tell you, if, if you know, for the people listening to this that uh, are in LA, you go to the Beverly Center 5 a.m., you will see the big three mall walking. That's right. At their <laughs> fastest pace possible, man. It is that you really recognize what great athletes are when you see LeBron, AD, and Russ. You know, walking by some jewelry store in the uh, Beverly Center, Skechers, going wearing their Skechers. Yeah, here's the, the I will Skechers. say this: I, I make the little joke about our dad. Elevator a, music cranking in the background. That's right, being a being a a, a senior Olympic caliber speedwalker, and he's actually in, in really good never, shape. And never realized LeBron thankful. was such a Christopher Cross guy. I know. <laughs> he loves um, it. But like the difference is, Dad's in his seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well into his seventies now, um, and uh, is has given up you know any kind of running or something like that as a, a power walker i'm in my mid 40s and i've discovered that i now run so slowly <laughs> when i try to jog that i actually am better off from an exercise standpoint trying to walk really fast mm-hmm. because both i my heart rate is higher and it's slightly less embarrassing so my, um that is not thing, something i'm proud of my thing that i do because i can, i i cannot jog like i really just can't do it i try like during the pandemic because you know gyms were closed all that sprinting stuff. or nothing well no i i tried i i tried taking up running again and i just discovered it was killing my it back hurts. it was killing yeah, my knees like working. i can't i have bad knees anyway yeah, i, I had knee either. surgery like i can't do that stuff i actually we have a trampoline in the back I go out there and for like 30 or 40 minutes, 30 or 40 minutes, I just jog on the trampoline. Yeah. 
I actually, I, I do one of those pole workouts that, 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 that they do in a lot, a lot of the gyms, you know? No. You never heard of that? <laughs> no, like you've never no seen No fucking idea what you're talking about. Really? You've never seen that like, where they do like the stripper pole workout thing? Like, oh, oh, stripper yeah. pole. Okay. Yeah, I thought you workout. were, I thought you were talking about something completely foreign and different. Now no, I'm no, just, no. now I'm just disgusted. <laughs> right. As is the audience. Yeah. Um, yeah so they, anyway, but like, you know, the at least they're here. not related to you though. <laughs> That's a double whammy. <laughs> you should see what I wear. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> so look, I mean, Some if you're a Lakers fan, if you're a Lakers fan, it, Tuesday was not fun. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to. No, it's gonna, like watching you pole dance. It might be less. <laughs> it might be less. It might have been less fun. Um, I, I'm not going to try to pretend that this was a, you know, a great debut for the 21-22 Lakers that should make everybody feel great about what's coming. Um, but it wasn't, I think, the sort of unmitigated disaster that it might be presented. I actually thought Lakers Twitter was relatively calm about this, um, at least in the moment. Um, but the the you know the the thing that really sticks out was Russell Westbrook because all of this happened in the context of AD playing great, LeBron playing great, and Westbrook playing about as bad a game as I think you possibly could come up with. Um, where he doesn't get hurt. And it was kind of fascinating, and there was some really interesting insight into why, and we'll talk about that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bars ever. Bars covered in 100% chocolate, soft, easy to chew. Very excited. A, a new batch just arrived at our house today, so going to be digging into those soon. They're healthy. They're How great. did you get a new batch? I haven't gotten a new batch. You know why? Because I didn't make the uh, Built Bar people watch me pole dance. <laughs> and then they, I mean, dude, look, I, uh, it's the workout. That's why I need my protein. <laughs> you know what? I don't think they want you to be in shape. It's not worth it that much. Um, they, they're great for the keto folks. They're low calorie. They're low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they taste great as always. Original flavors like coconut almond, salted caramel, banana bread, new flavors like lemon almond cheesecake, cookies and cream. They are perfect for someone like me who wants awesome taste combinations, really unique, fun. So go to BillBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15. You get 15% off your first order. Again, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. Uh, Locked on Lakers also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Football back better than ever and a new web interface to start the basketball season, Andy, with even more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive that bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason going on. Dodgers still in it. What a remarkable comeback that was. Amazing. Who knew? NHL, boxing, UFC, down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Um, it was a storybook beginning for Russell Westbrook in the sense that the story was interesting and compelling and you kind of couldn't turn away from it 
but it was not a fun story to read or a fun story to watch in that regard. What Westbrook was terrible on Tuesday. Yeah, he really was not good. It was interesting because over the course of the preseason, both of us thought that he was actually looking more comfortable. He was growing more efficient. The sixth preseason game was by far Russ's best, and that no was question. coming off a game five that had been his best. This was a pretty close to an unmitigated disaster. Um, uh, what was what was mitigating it? <laughs> like if like if there was anything le- that was sort of prevented it from being unmitigated, he was, what part, he was part of a few good sequences. He set up a few guys on some nice passes. I mean, stuff like that. I mean, you can take some individual moments and say that was nice, as long as you're not, uh, I guess, looking at everything else that happened. He didn't score in his own basket. I mean, it was, he look. He didn't play well. I mean, there's, nice there's great pants. His bright red well, pants. He's always got That's that going. Well. And Russ was in a very mid-season form after the game uh, when it comes to saying as little as humanly possible uh, yeah. to the media with each question he was asked, which, whatever. I mean, it's, but, it's, yeah, but you know what? I, I actually think that was important because he was disappointed. He was really, you could tell he was visibly disappointed during the game and upset with how he was playing. And particularly even after the game, I thought was just like that this was not what he like one of the things that's going to get people be frustrated by Westbrook is our nights like tonight um he is a notoriously slow starter to, to most seasons um and you know obviously Tuesday was was indicative of that but the th- one of the things that's going to get people to appreciate Russ is the level of care that Russ has he cares deeply about this stuff and 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 being good and being competitive and playing well and winning and sucked in the opener and it bugged him you can and, and guys his teammates talked about that i don't think he was being he wasn't being standoffish i felt like well I, he was being standoffish in the sense that that's what russ does after a game where he gets a triple double that's Correct. all I meant. That, but that, I, that right. We but, saw him in. I, that's all I meant was just that we saw him in midseason form when it comes. I just, to but I just wanted to point out. I media. wanted to point out the contrast because I don't think this was Russ just doing his normal media thing. I think this was Russ being really disappointed in what he did in his first game in L.A. Family, I'm sure, is there. Everyone's watching. High expectations. Wants to perform. And I know Andy, you. We listened. You know, we we were in on the post game stuff and. Like AD talked about it, LeBron talked about it. Like they kind of had to pick Russ up after the game. Yeah, you know it's interesting. You and I were texting during the game, and we were talking about Russ's struggles. And I, I said to you, like, I don't want to play armchair psychiatrist necessarily, but I imagine he is pretty nervous during this game, and he's dealing with a lot of jitters. Like this is a really big deal for Russell Westbrook. He's an LA guy. Grew up watching the Lakers, grew up, you know, became a fan through the Kobe Shaq teams. And he's playing for his, you know, basically like his childhood has come to life in terms of like the dreams, in terms of what you picture for yourself. And like you said, family there, friends there, knowing this is such a big deal. And even though he's been in the league for this long, and even though Russell Westbrook has as much don't give an F as any professional professional athlete we've ever been around. He's human. And both Anthony Davis and LeBron confirmed those suspicions that I had. Like LeBron literally used the phrase uh, first game jitters. 
And, you know, I, I think, and especially because as the game went along, he looked worse, like as opposed to sort of getting his groove. I think more, I think more and more of that stuff just started getting to him. Yeah. I mean, look, minus 23 in, in 35 minutes, which actually improved slightly over the last couple. Again, the Lakers had a couple meaningless three-pointers at the end of the game and and, and stuff like that. Um, it, it's it was it was sort of hard to watch and whether russ cares about what we think about like you know him or how he dresses or how he plays or all this other stuff there's no question he is extraordinarily aware that he is the he is the intruder here like the lakers absolutely positively could have gone into the season with lebron and ad and buddy healed or something and been a title contender he is Russ is the injection of uncertainty and the injection of um, potential disaster in what could be, and he knows that. And what I, you know, they all talked about it. Like Russ needs to be Russ and go out and be aggressive. And the best moments he had were at the beginning of the second half, where he just attacked the rim. It wasn't there wasn't much of it. One one layup he missed, one layup he made, but he attacked the rim. And, um, you know, finding that balance between playing like Westbrook while kind of avoiding his worst tendencies, like 35 minutes, eight points, not that good, but he only took, he took four threes, most of which I thought were pretty responsible. Oh yeah. And he, and he only took 13 shots. It's not like he, he went out and, you know, was four for 25, you know, so like what's the right balance here? is is going to be tricky and kind of giving it felt like his teammates are trying to give him permission to play like russell westbrook and to not worry about it but figuring out how to do it and and getting it done is i mean i wonder too like do you think his road splits early in the season will be better than his home splits it's certainly possible (laughs) you know that'll be interesting to look at I, i hadn't thought about that before this um in terms of something to look for but that 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 will be actually just playing away from LA. Yeah, I mean, like, which by the way is not terribly helpful because like eighty percent of their first you know month is at home. Yeah, <laughs> but, and I mean, and he's and I'm probably still, and I'm probably reading way too much into it. But you understand what I'm getting? No, at. actually, I don't. I don't think you're necessarily reading that much into it. I mean, and part of why I think you may not be is just like how surreal is it going to be for him just wearing a Laker uniform? Period. Because that could be one of those things that sort of offsets the idea of getting out of L.A., just playing as a Laker in front of strangers. Like, if just the idea of, holy shit, like, I'm a Laker. Like, yeah, I, you and, know. Just, and just his, his give-a-damn quotient, whether you like him as a player or dislike him, his give-a-damn quotient is off the charts. And, you know, you you combine that with the, with, with the obvious early season pressure with what he is very aware of, like I said before, of, of his role in this team and 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 what he represents on it, it's it's a lot. And you know, hopefully, they can kind of steer him to a happier and um, better place. Look, he could come out Friday against Phoenix, play a great game. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I tweeted out during the game, only half kidding, uh, at Cam Brothers, if there's still lingering doubts about whether Westbrook is comfortable with his new team and setting, he just picked up his first technical of the season in game one, like a foot slipping into its favorite shoe because yes. Russ 
gets a lot of technicals. Uh, Laker fans who don't get to see him on a regular basis, you're going to notice this teed up a lot. So there, there was a part of me hoping like, all right, you know what? The, the jitters are gone. He's comfortable enough uh, in front of his new uh, teammates, the new relationship, as, as it were, to get that technical be himself. But he got one. Dwight got a, a flagrant one. I mean, like certain things were just. Well, but you know, Dwight, like, this is Dwight's third time with the team. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, He's for, an old friend at this point. Well, just I, for better and for worse, we know what Dwight is. Yeah. All right. So lots to obviously lots more to talk about from Tuesday's game. We will, you know, we didn't really even get to the starting lineup and w- the way that Vogel uh, went with DeAndre Jordan in there. How much center. Told y'all. Yeah, no, it, it was that was pretty. The writing was on the wall there as of a couple of days ago, especially yeah, but even the injuries. That. Uh, but you know, Dwight played 13 minutes. Jordan played 13. So, like, what are they doing up front? What can they do until guys get back? Uh, how much Avery Bradley might actually factor into the early season? All kinds of stuff Lord, uh, that we can still talk about over the course of this week. Uh, Sirit Sohi from. Uh, the Ringer is going to join us on Thursday night. Awesome, awesome NBA writer. Uh, I'm, well, I'm sorry. You're right for Friday's show. I should say she's going to join us Thursday night for Friday's show, and um, yeah, so a lot of good stuff still to come uh, just this week, and I'm excited. Yeah, I, I, I it was an interesting game to watch. wasn't fun for Lakers fans, but there was a lot going on. Um, so if this is what the Lakers are going to be at the beginning of the year, um, we are going to have no shortage of stuff to uh, to talk about. Uh, so we will see everybody tomorrow. Thanks again for making us your first listen. Subscribe to Locked on Lakers on YouTube. See everybody tomorrow.